This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal engine cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Welcome to Monday Club, and this week we are recording on a Monday, and hopefully we're not going to re-record it because Sam's lost it, or we all started talking about things that are far too rude to ever broadcast. How is everybody? How are you doing? First of all, Nick, what have you been up to this week? Yes, again. Again, I went waffle like last time. Um, well, the boy, yeah, boy, boy, sorry, no one was interested in all my problems. Uh, what would we been? Well, the thing is, it's only been four days since Thursday Club. And um, not a lot's changed. What have we been doing? So today, been doing stuff in the unit, which was a change, which was nice, filming some stuff. Uh, last week, well, we only had the Friday of work, didn't we? So what did I do last Friday? Oh, that's right, EICRs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I spent the weekend. Sorry, no, I worked all the weekend as well. So because obviously, like I said, I moaned and cried a little bit about last video. We're not enough time, so I've worked Saturday and Sunday doing some board changes. Um, got some cool videos out of it, like I showed you before. We found some blue cable, really random cable, in the six mil cooker. Um, but other than that, just I've spoke to my accountant today, so this is a cool thing that happened. So after our conversation last Thursday, I had an appointment. Went saw my accountant this afternoon, ran through, and I am officially registering for VAT. Ooh, uh, level up, level up, level up. <clears throat> That's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of feedback about that. A lot of people are saying, like, uh, like I know that Savo isn't a fan of registering as VA, uh, VAT. Yeah. VAT. Um, and by Savo, I mean David Savory, Lord Chief Justice of Nonsense. Um, he he doesn't like it at all. He does everything he can to avoid having to go VAT registered. Yeah. And I have ever, ever since I've ever become the past couple years near the threshold but um hence setting the other business up for youtube because i didn't want it because being domestic i wanted to didn't want to turn people away but after speaking of the perks and especially um i read the thing that neil put on twitter the other day when you compare a normal like myself now <clears throat> excuse me a self-employed person who would put 20 percent on materials 20 percent on labor to get the job i've never done that i've always just done standard labor and materials but it's no different to then someone being VAT registered and seeing 20% on. But actually, I earn more because I get the 20% back from VAT. So you end up earning more in some situations. And um, you can yeah. stop belching down the microphone. I'm trying. I've just, I just had Budweiser. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm confident. And also as well, which is cool, which I didn't realise, is because I've just bought my van in the past, what was it, eight, six, eight months, I can also claim back from the past year of VAT, so I can claim the VAT for my van and everything like that. Yeah, so it's a little bonus. Um, and just had a good chat with him about ways forward with different things. And yeah. it looks like I'm going to get him from now on. He's going to give me a quote, but he's going to start doing all my paperwork, like everything. So I'll be paying him, <clears throat> and I'll be ringing him up saying, this is the stuff at the end of the month he will do my because i didn't realize that's every quarterly so it's every three months yeah. and pay um see so yeah, i knew nothing other than from what me and mark spoke spoke properly about it, i looked into it and i wanted to make sure that i was going into a meeting with him with a bit of confidence bit of bit of know-how 
and um, yeah, I've come out feeling great about it. Like I'm actually looking forward to going ahead with it and, and trying something new and growing from it because now I don't have to be worried of how much I earn. Yeah. Other, other than it gets to the point where, I mean, I'm teetering on, is it super tax now, anything above a certain amount, you've got to pay 40% tax on top of that anyway. So if I hit that, I hit that, it, it, it's neither here or there. Um, but I don't have to worry about it. I can just go, yeah, I want this job. I'm going to price it accordingly and I'm going to go for it. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. All positive. Oh. Sorry, That's really good. You're saying something, Sam. You've gone quiet. Um, do you know what happened to me today? Um, so, got like this build up of skin on my foot. And I was like, this is really, it feels like there's a stone in my shoe. Anyway, so I was sitting down under the floor and I got my Stanley knife out and I cut, I was cutting away at the skin on my foot and I've cut too deep. Now I'm hobbling. Because now I've got a cut on the bottom of my foot, and it's what? so painful. Why would you do that while you're at work? They're so unhygienic. Mate, you should see where I'm working. Relax, <laughs> like this is why I've got a swollen eye because I keep getting I don't know dust aids coming up and infecting my eye. Like honestly, every day. Um, so yeah, so I cut, managed to slice my foot open, so that's fine. Um, other than that, what else have I been doing? More BMS, boring. Um, oh, no, can't tell you that. Yeah, really, because we've done it Thursday, there's not much to report this week. No. Marco, what have you been doing? Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? But I have had some surveys for some EV work. I think um, I sent you a screenshot of an email that came in yeah. last week, but I'm getting inquiries all the time now for EV. Uh, there's a couple of business parks there's like 20 ev installations to do on each business park i think it's something to do with the local authorities now they're specifying on a lot of the um, commercial units that they have to provide ev charging as part of their um, arrangements for letting the buildings that certainly seems to be the case so that could be something that like you were saying nick in your area it's not something that's really flying off the shelves because people oh, yeah. just don't, don't want them but if there's going to be a requirement from the local authority on businesses to have them it kind of makes sense if we're all going to have EV vehicles. You need to take them to work and charge them up because they don't go very far, do they? So that's mm -hmm. one of the one of the issues with them. But yeah, we're getting a few inquiries from that. So I've been off doing some surveys. It's um, always a little bit tricky when you've got twenty going in in the same place. Uh, so you, just question about that uh, going into the yeah. EV stuff. Are you running a supply to each? Because I saw the fix video that they did where they could tap it all off one and then it registers itself it's got its own computer and it will distribute the the supply evenly without overload i thought it was pretty cool yeah certainly in a car in like in a car park that would be ideal and i think that's how gary had said was the best way to install that because you can just tap off but these are kind of have to be to each individual unit rather than a, like a communal thing so it's each premises would have to have an ev oh, charger sorry. Right, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just coming off the local distribution board and to an external point so somebody can charge the car up. But yeah, definitely that cable looks mint for if you've got a, a car park installation or something like that. It saves running individual cables back. Yeah, cool. Perfect, isn't it? Perfect. So, you, you know what I'm thinking about EVs? At the, like, because I would love an electric car. Oh, is it going? I, there's nothing I can do. Just, just talk louder. No, I can't talk louder. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about EVs is I would love an electric vehicle. Love would absolutely love it. But when you look at, when you look at prices of them, 
cheapest. There's so much. They're just so, they're still priced out of the market. But I reckon in about five years' time, that's when it's really going to blow up in mm. big time. Because I reckon we're probably about five years away from becoming affordable. And like the Nissan Leaf and that, they're all right, but they're not really, they're not a Tesla. They're not luxury cars. They don't, they don't no. look nice. They do. They serve a purpose and that's it. Well, they're city cars really, isn't they? And Nissan Leaf is like a city electric car. Same as the, um, there's uh, the Mini. They do an electric one as well. But they've only got like a range of 130 miles, which is perfect if you're in the city. But like with a Tesla, I think they do one with 350 miles coming out soon. Wow. That's all you're ever going to need. Let's be fair. Like, And I think you're probably about five years away from electric vehicles becoming more mainstream, more affordable for Mm. people. Like, I can't afford to go and drop 50 grand on a car. Can't do that. But I think in probably five years' time, they'd be down to like 25 grand for a new EV car. That's quite sensible. Does 200 miles. Can fit can fit a family in and all that sort of stuff. And that's when EV is going to blow up because everyone's going to want an EV charger at their house. Well, that's what El- Elton Musk. Um, Elton again. Oh, it's not Elton. Elton Musk. Elon. Elon. Um, he's already said with the profits going up and the way they're creating this and the the, the way they're manufacturing it, they're going to drop the price of Tesla by almost half in two years. Mm. So everyday people can afford them. That'd be awesome. I, wow. I'm such an Elon Musk fanboy. Not Elton. Not Elton. Elon, his brother. The, the one yeah. actually does everything. The smart one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm such a fanboy. I would love a Tesla. I would love a Tesla. Mm, me too. I'd love the one that looks like the X6. Oh, what, the, um, oh the um, Model the, S. The, no. Yeah, whatever it is. Model, it's beautiful. Model, model X, one. Model S. Yeah, X. the big, huge one. That is yes. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it dances all the doors and all that open up. They all um, Lambo doors on them, aren't they? Mm. Oh, Lambo doors, man. And they've got like a whole huge Dolby. little iPad thing on the front and you can change everything. It's just incredible. incredible. Have you seen that you can set it on the computer, on the well, iPad or whatever it is on the screen, um, as a whoopee cushion. So if your passenger yeah. gets in, you can set it. So when they sit down, it farts, noises come out and everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's literally like just... They also yeah. do He's just a big kidney. Yeah, he hmm? is. They also do dog mode. So, you know, there's all that hoo-ha about people leaving their dogs oh, yeah. in the car. Well, on a Tesla, you can put it into dog mode. It puts up a big uh, picture on the screen. I'm in dog mode. Relax. It's climate controlled in here. Wow. Um, because the, tes- the Teslas have to keep the batteries at a certain temperature all year round. So they have like a, a climate control already to keep it at optimal temperature. So you just put yeah. it into doggy mode. You can leave your dog in there. I, there's so many it, little things that they do they're so excellent yeah because that's the, that the first ones. yeah there was a problem with the first electric cars not the teslas but the original original ones where come winter time because the batteries were cold they were doing like 10 percent of what they should be doing <laughs> well but neil, no one thought about it neil talks about his um and he says it's definitely there's definitely a a, a noticeable difference between the summer and the winter like you don't get as much and it's not as quick i think he said something like that i can't remember it's a while ago just be the physics of how the batteries work weren't it but you know tesla have driven that whole thing haven't they you think the car electric cars might not be anything like where they are today if it wasn't for that impetus from that brand it's kind of made it more mainstream and made the other car manufacturers 
have to think about making these yeah. things, put it in the minds of politicians. So they're thinking about it. Uh, so a fair play to him, you know, he's, um, he's made an industry from nothing. You know, you've got to respect yeah. it, haven't you? And this thing about pricing as well, I, when I looked at my van, I looked at the Ford, it's not quite electric yet, it's a hybrid, exactly the same as mine, but with the battery in it. And it did nothing else other than what mine does, other than it's got batteries in it. But I think brand new, it was near enough 70 grand. Mm-hmm. I was like, how can someone justify that, a company or anyone, where you would never, if you owned it for two years lease, you would never spend that much money extra on fuel to become equivalent to, to, mm. to an electric one. I mean, give it another three, four years. I'd absolutely love. So Ford, if you're watching this, send us one over. I'll test it out for a year or two. It'll be fine. Um, but this is one of the things that I'm just, I've just got planned permission through for my driveway. So at the moment, we've got a four foot wall in front of my house because it's a row of terrace houses and a cul-de-sac to get it cut out and put the driveway in. And even though I don't have an electric car, but when you start getting on with it all, I'm going to run and put an EV point there for as and when preset ready. And um, then just say to the other half, oh, you never guess what? Old Elton spoke to his brother Elon and he's, he's going to send the Tesla over. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> Maybe. So uh, Maybe. it's nice to dream. It's nice well, to dream. It could happen like one day. I'd love one. Time. And just go and buy one. Mm, there we go. Like yeah. When you get the the you know the VAT return come through, but I don't think that's how it works. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to call this podcast. Do you know what I feel like? I feel like we're going to call this podcast Low Energy Club. Everyone's like got low energy today. Even Kim. yeah, but oh, we're listen, I've been Everyone's doing chilling. a lot today, so yeah, definitely a bit. Oh yeah, Kimmy, what have you been doing today? Because I've never asked you. So today I yeah. went to. Oh, because I'm trying to move house. I went to view a property. So imagine everything's been done nice and new, painted fresh. They put in a new kitchen, everything, right? Nice rental standard. Um, but they put in a new fuse box. But the smoke alarm is clearly expired. You know when you see the the ones that were done in like expired in two thousand and five, and they're yellow and squarish corners and stuff. You can just straight away tell they're expired. So I kind of said to the lady, "I think that smoke alarm's probably expired." And I thought, "Wow, they really put a new fuse board in, passed it off." Didn't didn't change the smoke alarms. I think a standard, you should just change expired smoke alarms in a property, especially like a rental property. Aren't you um, obliged to if you are a renter to put smoke alarms in that work? Oh yeah, as maybe, a maybe as a landlord. Yeah. Landlords, because if it's um hardwired, it's the landlord's responsibility normally, uh, and if it's not hardwired, the battery ones, then the the renter does it. Oh, go on, Kimmy. So this is an interesting story is obviously we go and do all these EICRs and we come across several that are all out of date. And obviously we can only note that down on the certificate and just relay it back to the estate agent, to the landlord, blah, 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 blah. We've never failed one for it, but we have put quite a few quotes in to say this needs doing. And we've yeah. had three or four that have said, yeah, because it's not a lot of labor. It's mainly materials. I'll just charge for an hour. We'll go in in our yeah see see the estate agents i work with are like i said i told them straight away i'm like you uh if it's a hmo or they're renting it out to more than one person i'm like yeah just i'll put in a fire extinguisher fire blanket the materials cost like 15 pounds just the materials i change the smoke alarms and normally they just say yeah so that's why i was quite surprised they didn't bother to change but it's only literally i think it's friday um Every time I say Friday, I just want to start singing it's Friday day. Anyway, mm. Adam loves it. And um, way too early in the week for that. I know, right? The uh, 
the tenant, she was a lovely lady. She's got uh, three kids. Two of them were for autistic and uh, she was showing me all this sort of sensory room and all that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she said, oh, can you just have a look at the extractor fan in the kitchen? I said, yeah. She said, it's been broken since day one. We've been here, been here eight years. Landlord's done nothing. I said, right, okay. I said, what about all the crack sockets? And I mean crack sockets, exposed copper in one of the kids' rooms. And she put tape on it. She said, that's been like this for six years. Oh. I said, right, Adam, grab a socket out of the van. We'll fix it immediately. I said, I won't invoice. I'll just get it done. And she said, the smoke alarms haven't worked for three years um, at all. Mm. And we checked and they went out of date in 2006. Um, and she'd obviously moved in this property with it gone. Yeah. And I looked at all the stuff around and I took a, and I might get myself into trouble here, but I took an executive decision to go, I'm going to give this fail, a failed report. So the landlord has to fix these smoke alarms. It has to. There's no, there's no um, battery operated stuff. There's no nothing in here. She's moaned for eight years straight that the smoke alarms don't work every year. And I spoke to the letting agent. The letting agent said they'd been letting the landlord know and he should have fixed it and nothing. So I said to him, well, we'll fail it for the sockets. And on the quote, we'll be putting smoke alarms and everything like that on there. So he has to get it done. And I got the email earlier that he's approved everything to get it done. I thought, good. Yeah. It's no, do you know fair. what it is? So with, with the councils that I work with, most of the councils, we fail the EICR if there's no smoke alarms or if they're expired. That's the standard that the councils go for. And you'd think a rented property should be going for the same standard. But obviously, yeah. like we said, you can't really fail it for that. But um again an eicr the coding is obviously up to the electrician because some people yeah. you know called it c3 some called it c2 so sometimes it's like you've got to change it even if you but look at you... each council they have different rules as well for the smoke alarms and what whatnot but an exposed socket uh, exposed copper in a socket is a oh that's c1 yeah, no, it's, a c, it's a c1 but we changed it but they changed for, it before they for, left for, so. for the kids sake like, we, we fixed all the stuff but we still quoted that we hadn't done it we took pictures before and after said the lady oh. if there, that was the only thing then we would have let it pass and just said there you go i'll fix this for you don't worry about it but because there was three or four cracked ones a switch in the kitchen that didn't work there's yeah, a few especially things got three like. kids in the property as well yeah as and, a landlord um, that should be standard putting putting in smoke alarms I think that comes down to, well, not quite engineering judgment, but uh, in that spectrum, like you took a look at the property, there's a lot of failings, um, and I suppose it's not being maintained properly, and it no. needs it needs mm. some care, and, and yeah, I, I I don't I think from a moral point of view, I think you've done the right. You thing. But yeah. even that, from an electrical point of view, the way I see it is, if it's main hardwired smoke alarms, if it's expired, then you've got this expired accessory on the electrical circuit that can just start beeping and making all the other alarms go off if they're interlinked and stuff. And I feel like it just would make sense for it to be like a C two smoke alarms are expired. You don't know what might happen with a smoke alarm where it's, you know, I don't know. It's just a personal thing. I think. <laughs> You can include them in part of your yeah, report. You, you can include other British standards as well. But it as might part be an F1, the... wouldn't it? You wouldn't yeah, just put it at yeah, C3? Because I mean, it's a recommendation or F1 further investigation. I don't know. Yeah, you could do that. And again, using your, your, your engineering judgment to decide, like yeah. Nick, has, Nick has done in this instance, you've probably done the landlord a favour because you know it's not just the electrical safety side of things that they're looking at. They've got um, responsibilities um, beyond that, as duty holders for the people occupying their property, oh. and if you're giving them a better fighting chance of ensuring that's safe, they should be thanking you. And when you when you see 
people saying about PRS, for example, how it's been a bad thing and it's um, not done the intended purpose. It's just been brought out to kind of line electricians' pockets. Stories like that, Nick, make you know it all seem worthwhile because there's so many landlords who haven't done anything as regards electrical maintenance in their homes for years and years and years, and they've only been prompted to do it because of this new PRS legislation. And there's a load of electricians out there who've gone and worked through that quite diligently and done it properly and tried to ensure homes are made safer. And too often we're kind of banging on about these drive-by reports. I've done it myself, and it does go on. We know people moan about it. But equally, there's repairs getting done that otherwise would have been ignored, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. I also think that, yeah, you get your drive-by, you, you get your drive-by EICRs. But I think most electricians who take pride in their work they're not going to do that they're just not no. um you like and it doesn't matter what things you put in place to stop it it's going to happen because people are rolled the dice mm. and there's not enough policing ever going to go on in the industry to catch them people out to a point where they're going to be out of work forever that's just not a thing so i think it just comes down to people wanting to do their job right People will let things slide and this and that. That's just the nature of humanity. I just, I, I really believe that um, the, the, that this is a good thing mm. because it's exp- like it's forcing landlords to do their bare minimum. I think that's yeah, and yeah. which they should yeah. be doing yeah. from standard yeah. as day one. I don't understand how, to be honest, how we can have a gas check every year and have done for the past mm. twenty five years. But yeah, you can have stuff. expired smoke alarms. Yeah. The thing is, with, with gas, yeah, I get it with the compression, like in a combi boiler, like an explosion. But gas, if there's gas, you can smell it. If there's electricity, you can't see it until someone's died because everybody touched something. Like, mm. I, I just don't understand the, the regulations or the reasons why it's taken so long to do this. And do you know what? I was, I'll also say, why can't electricians have it off? Like, it's a lovely, it's a lovely windfall for electricians out there. But look at me, I'm an electrician. I'm not lining my pockets doing the ICRs. Nick is, Mark is. You, you like, why can't you have that windfall? That's brilliant. That's brilliant for the trade. It's brilliant for uh, for the economy. It's good. It's a good thing. Mm. It's, it can only be a good thing. Putting in more stringent checks and forcing landlords to make sure that they meet the the yeah. bare minimum, and everyone's getting paid. <laughs> Mate, that's mm. not bad. That's that's a good thing. That's because only- even that, you know, the EICRs, because you're supposed to do them with the change of tenancy as well, right? Yes. But most yeah, yeah. landlords they don't do them. So what I've noticed a lot of um, a lot of people that I've seen um, that I've done certificates for, like the admin, they prefer to just put tenanted rather than the tenant specific name. So instead of putting Mrs. Smith or whoever uh, it is, they'll just put it. tenanted so that they get away with actually keeping that certificate for five years, even though it's had maybe four tenants within that time. Whereas like councils, they will genuinely, as soon as somebody moves out, it's a void property, somebody comes in and tests it as standard. Whereas like estate agents, they will try their best to make the five-year certificate last five years. Whether you have three, four different families living in there in that time, they will still just, just use that same certificate. And obviously I've seen a lot of people move out and they've done dodgy stuff. It's like, oh, the light wasn't working. I didn't have the long fluorescent light bulbs. So they just, hook it up with a pendant and things like that they say it just come in and they're like light works that's it but they don't understand that this is not okay and they just keep reusing the certificate and that's like another thing where that's really interesting it's not really like policed in a way like you said where i don't know it's yeah. not really pushed strongly like the stages don't know that every time somebody moves out you've got to do a certificate 
they just think, yep, five years, tip done. But yeah, and I had the same thing around my area. I was oh. the only spa that was put in five years of change of tenant. And everyone else was telling me, no, 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 it's five years. And I had an argument it's twice not. in the wholesaler with Spark saying, it's five years or change of tenant. Why? And I said, I shouldn't even have, The fact that you're a Spark, you're asking me why I'm doing this. Yeah, what? Tells me you shouldn't be doing this, mate. And he was yeah. there, you know, he was 20 years older than me. And I had Adam next to me. And I, Adam could have explained it to him and gone, yeah. Mate, like for what reason do you think we would do it and then he started telling us i was like well done mate well yeah done. basically two yeah. people if you combine our age we're not as old as you and we we know better so come on and he was just there like oh it's what i got told i was like that's <sighs> another thing as well um but what i do believe is things like podcasts and webinars and youtube video like vloggers like yourself um and the king artisan um they uh, they sort of spread this like there's like a new wave of information for Sparks. Mm. It's all there if you need it. Um, it mm. I, think... I think with the legislation, we we moan, don't we? Like, ah, oh, the government aren't doing anything to give any kind of enforcement of electrical work in anybody's homes, and then we get a little bit of something. This is like a bit of legislation that can help electrical safety, and people are like. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's making people have to do stuff and the CPSs and electricians mm. are just cash, cashing in. It's just like it's, there's nobody ever going to be happy, is there? They're always going to find an angle of complaint. And, yeah, the CPSs definitely have a responsibility to get the message out there to landlords and, and people like that of what a proper EICR looks like. And, yeah, people like Nick on YouTube. And an actual and costings. Like yeah, an actual can, costings. If you want a proper one done, a competent one done, it should be between mm. X amount and X amount per yeah. area in the UK, and that will give you a representation of how good your EICR is. Literally, like, like I mentioned it before, like the way Control 4 do it, they have set prices. Like, you can't have, you know, somebody going in and out, so you won't have somebody coming in and charging like £50 for EICR for a three-bedroom house. <laughs> Yeah, because we'll have all sat there and had that conversation with customers who've said, oh, well, I've had a price for 50 quid for that. How come you want loads more? You're ripping me off. And you're trying to tell them, well, no, we're not. But the people who are charging you 50 quid might not we'll be giving you, you what. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's the thing. And then when they're stood there trying to explain themselves when something's gone wrong and what they've got yeah. in defence isn't going to be some some defence. You know, ultimately, they're the people who are responsible for the electrical safety, not the electricians who've ripped them off. Yeah, so you what know, I have... It's too late. Oh, sorry. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. What I have, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't carry on. Stop it, Sam. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. Now I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You didn't. Do you know what you got to stop doing? Is mm, yeah. Mm. Me. Whilst people are talking, yeah, it's really annoying for the listener. Just so it's not know. annoying. I don't find it annoying. It's fine, Kimmy. It is fine. Listen, you two don't get to, don't get a say. Okay, listeners, uh, let me know if you'd like me to stop saying, mm, yeah, when I really agree with something and I'm expressing my, you know, that, you know, I'm letting the person speak and know that, uh, you know, I'm listening. Triggered. If you'd like me to Kimmy's stop, triggered. let me know. Why don't people stop. pop in the comments who they find more annoying, Kimmy mm. or, yeah, or, Sam, or Sam? Or me or Nick? Who's the most annoying on this Especially podcast? Especially when Sam, Sam goes, oh, well, in my opinion, and then he just says whatever he thinks, and it's basically no, no, no. the same thing well, as the he does, he goes, you rephrase it. <laughs> what he does, he goes, well, um, so in my opinion, so like, you know, yeah. so yesterday, right? And that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then he's literally like, well, BMS, 
in my opinion, de-skilling the system, everything is de-skilling the system. And yesterday, I had an ice cream. And uh, yeah, so I put some fuel in the car yesterday. Pick a sentence, mate. Go with it. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> anyway, somebody's triggered, Sam. Let me you go back to what I was saying. You can't be coating me off. So as, hey, a, as I was job. saying, right... Um, mm-hmm. Let me just take yep. it back, right? Where's so we're talking about the um, stop it, Sam. So as we were talking about the oh yeah, the five years of change of tenancy. Obviously, it's up to the electrician what they put in there, right? So some properties as well. I'll just put like two years. Like if the cable is old and like some of the sockets look like they're okay, but they're really old. Sometimes I can and I will put three years because I feel like within that time frame it will need a test so if it's a nice new installation yeah definitely five years but if it's an old fuse box but it's passed and some of the stuff looks like soon it might you know be cracked yeah, or that, whatever i just put three years i'm like yeah three years that's fair that's your engineering judgment. and i do have um obviously yeah. the the landlord will ask me how come you're charging me the same price for a certificate that's going to expire that much and i will explain to them like obviously this fuse box is quite old or this is old and personally that's what i'm going to put so sometimes i do tell them before um uh, i book the appointment they'll send me some pictures and i'll let them know in advance so that they know obviously what they're getting for for the money before yeah. they book it well i had an idea so i thought i did it on friday so obviously if we're going to change a tenant let's say even in six months time and we've said i've told the estate agents it's our doing icr it will be half the price of the one it was originally if it's within the five-year time frame um but then if it's another six months it will still be it's not going to be half price, half price. Um, but to cover my back a little bit so I know when we're going around, because we're going to go around, we'll test stuff, we'll do a visual check. But what I want to do is point-wise is we've been going around with Adam's phone and then he emails it to me so we can put it in a separate folder. But we've been recording the board. He's following me around. We're saying there's four points in the lounge, one in each corner, mm. in the hallway, in the kitchen. And we explain how many points there are. Sorry, Sam. And um, it should help us out at a later date. So let's say we get a change of tenant, we're coming back to it, we can just play the video so we can know if anything's changed, the tenant's changed, yeah. the plants, the metal, the switches. That's um, exactly what I do as well, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, if you're doing 100 in a year, that's a lot of footage and a lot of stuff to go mm. through. So we're trying to organise it in files so it should make his life a bit easier. Maybe. Cool story. Right, so this week... Yeah. <laughs> now, it is interesting, just not to me. Um, You've just spent the whole time on your phone, Sam. You don't even remember. Do you even know what he said? No. <laughs> we not listening. Uh, go on. Are you going to start talking about de-skilling the system and BMS? No, I'm not. I'm going to talk about this week's tech topic from okay. SWA. So over to Dan. Hi, all. Dan here from SWA. Hope you've had a good week. Now, this week's SWA tech topic is about fire safety, specifically about the premature collapse of cables and how this can be prevented. And this all relates to Chapter 52 of the 18th edition wiring regulations, which restricts the use of plastic cable fixings. Now here at SWA, we do a range of fire resistant cable clips, cleats and fixings to cover cable sizes from 0.9mm to 50mm OD. But we would like to know from you if you believe that this regulation is known to most installers and if they are aware of the solutions that are available, if the regulation itself is clear and if it has made installations safer. And if it hasn't, what would you do to change it? 
Thanks all. Okay, so that was Dan uh, for SWA talking about premature collapse. So we know on um, podcasts and stuff like that, this topic has been done to death. Certainly when the regs come out, um, it's been done. But it's still interesting and still relevant. And for those of you who don't know about it, Mark will explain. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think everyone's pretty aware of it now, aren't they? That if you're installing cables, it used to just be on escape routes, but now you've kind of got to make sure you put that support throughout an installation. And that makes sense. If firefighters are going into a building to rescue someone, they're not just going to be going through the escape routes. They're going to be going into other areas as well. So we need to make sure we're putting those supports in there to um, make their job easier and safer because there was a number of firefighter deaths ultimately. And that's the the tragic story behind all of that and the change in the regulations we had. So, yeah, it's just a case of doing that. I think one of the things that came about through all of this, I don't know how you guys approached it, but we used to have like the the plastic twin and earth clips still, if you're talking about domestic work and then some of the metal ones that we'd kind of put in every so often. Yeah. But it got to the point where we'd forget to keep stocking up the metal ones and you'd be on jobs and it's like, oh, cause you're not buying them all the time. We've run they're out. Expensive. So now, they yeah, they're expensive. They are expensive. Like 50p each, isn't it? Or whatever. Relax. Some of them can be, but the, the cost difference at, isn't too bad. We just get them now all the time. We just install metal ones everywhere because it's, it's it easier than messing about. Yeah. yeah. We um we started doing it with the metal clips, but we did it was buy a box when it ran out. We then go buy another box at the wholesaler. But we used to fit a lot of all round band anyway. Um, and I got uh, earlier on in the YouTube career, I used to put all round band. It's not not compliant. It's not fire It isn't, but the the one that I buy is because it says it on the box. Because someone said this to me in one of my videos, all round band is not fire aid. But to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure if I went in my unit and torched it with a blowtorch, it would last absolutely fine on the time limit but yeah. they're saying obviously what it's been tested to on the box anyway mm-hmm. but we used to put all round band um under the floor so i remember one of my first videos i ran a 10 mil under from a fuse board in uh, the little girl's room and a floor across drilled it straight outside and then a 10 mil armored off that and i thought while i'm doing it i stick a bit of um all round band around it just support it's a big cable you know if the ceiling ever came down and everyone said we didn't have to do that you know it's above this plasterboard ceiling I said, yeah, it's above a plasterboard ceiling, but what can it hurt? Yeah, it's 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 got a fire ceiling. Was it plasterboard half an hour? Yeah. Yeah. That? yeah. I said, so that's fine, but the house is on fire. By the time it takes the firefighters to get to someone's house, I'd have to go in and without. Half an hour is not, not far off time limit, which is the time the ceiling's mm-hmm. coming down with a nice thick 10 mil cable coming with it. I said, why wouldn't you put that extra support in? Well, they also talk about, like, as soon as you get that plasterboard wet, then you've got a problem, haven't you? because yeah. the structural integrity of the plasterboard fails. Um, my thing, my opinion is... Uh... Hmm. BMS. You know what? Manuf- manufacturers have massively helped us out. When we first started, we did a lot of work in commercial, and we were putting like metal saddles on white PVC conduit, and it looked horrendous. Yeah, because it was, yeah, because it was easy, and it's just like, put a saddle on the wall, job done, complied with the regs, brilliant. But now you can get these... Um, wraps that go around conduit and you can't even see them. In fact, I gave Matthew a bollock in the other week because I thought he'd not even put supports on his conduit because I couldn't see them. They're like, they're like disappear. They're really, really good. Um, so, you know, it's it's innovation again, isn't it? We spoke about it last week, seeing manufacturers respond to a change in regs and giving us decent products to use to make it as easy as possible. You can even get clips now that you can put around the trunk in. You just screw them in on the outside. You don't yeah, even need to mess about this. taking... Yeah, don't even need to mess about taking the cables out and putting the little wrap around ones that you use oh. to get 
they just go on the outside, wrap all the way around, job done. So brilliant. What I like about the um, oh, what are they call the metal clips for the flex, and you just drill a normal five point five bit, you kill it together, bang it in, and it's fire support, but equally a really really strong fixing. And we tried to pull a few out the other week, and it ended up damaging the cable rather than pulling the fixing out. What, what's really the brand? Like the, um, They're the Linian box. ones. That's it. Linian, yeah. I really like the metal roll plugs. It makes it easy as well when you're by yourself. Sam, we can't hear you, by the way. Um, well, your microphone is terrible. You need to fix it. So as you, you know. Sorry, Neil. Um, I mean, Sam. <laughs> Did you say something about wall plugs? Yeah, he said he really likes the metal roll plugs. Okay. That's good for you, Sam. They're not compliant either. Um, oh. Yeah, metal roll plugs are a pony as well. This is what someone told me. I don't understand what's going on with my mic. It's oh, good yeah, now. It's good now. But why does it keep dropping out? It's because you keep going ice cream. My opinion uh, is. Um. Anyway, moving on from that subject. Because you don't even have an opinion. Let me. Let me just. Oh, oh you know what? Let's go back to the. Because Kimmy's got a words of wisdom to. No, it's fine. You know what? It's fine. Let's keep it moving. This second time you've got the ump. Why are you getting the ump today? Do you know what? Today, I can't stand you, Sam. (laughs) You are really winding me up. Same. Like every day. It's like, I I, I like you all the other times, but just today, I'm like, oh my God. Do you know why, Kim? Maybe. Do you know when your rose-tinted glasses come off and you see somebody for who they are? Because you guys have been saying he's annoying for ages, but I've never seen it. And today, I'm like, (laughs) is this what you guys see all the time? Because... Oh, this is hard. This is do you know hard. Why, do you know why you're so touchy today, Kimmy? Because it's our birthday tomorrow. Nice. Oh, nice. I was hoping Sam and Mark would sing us happy birthday on here right now. Oh, oh, both tomorrow. That'd be lovely. I'll say happy birthday for you, Nick. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lily and Nick. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Love us, yeah, us. Yes. Everybody's just turned their radios off now, so no yeah. one's listening to the rest of the show. Well, Say what so we like. No one uses uh, radios to listen to podcasts. All right. Some people oh. do. <laughs> if you've got a smart radio in your car. <laughs> radio. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, and you yeah, wonder wait. why we all take shots at you, Sam. Yeah. I did say this to Mark the other day, but every time I speak to Mark now, I put when I was speaking and say, look at Adam, my prince, and go, he's going to say it. He's no, what? He's going to say it? No, then. And he looks at me and he's like, why? I thought it's the best saying ever, Adam. You should play the clip of Jimmy Savile from back in the day. And- <laughs> oh, we've already said this before. Stop mentioning it. Wait, Mark, whereabouts are you from again? The accent thing? Is that... Because somebody said he's- York. But East Yorkshire. It's not oh, far from York. Because I'm going Leeds on like Tuesday. Oh, That's nice. Tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Leeds is a far from me. Never mind. It's from a you. four and a half hour drive. I'm. I'm. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go see the York Minister for my birthday. It's been my dream. So. What? The York what? York Minister. What's that? Minister. York Minister. Minister. Basically, it's a cathedral that looks the same uh, as all the other ones in London, but it's just all the way in York. That's like a four and a half hour drive. So I'm doing that for my birthday. Why but anyway, go and visit a cathedral. Oh, mate, I love architecture and old buildings and cathedrals. It's my obsession. I don't know what it is. It's just I find them spectacular. Sacred Your... geometry. <laughs> what oh, you need yes! to do? 
sacred geometry in the windows. <laughs> Sam, I really to... like you again. <laughs> you need to come up near us, up past um, <sighs> New Toxeter, and come and I'll show you where the JCB factory is near me. Ooh. Massive. They have their own golf course, their own helipad, massive fishing lakes, everything. Oh my God. That's that picture I sent you the other day. That's JCB headquarters up near me. It's massive. Oh, I didn't even know. <gasps> She's screechy today, isn't she? Yeah, and you're you just know, quiet. Sam, you know what? I'm going to say something, but off camera after. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> say it now. Do you want me to? Yeah, you're only you're only upset because you just argued with somebody else that lives with you, and now you're just taking it out on me, which is another woman. No, his daughter's gone to bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he lost the correct. argument. That is correct. <laughs> I'm just. Anyways, look. Let's get back on the electrical tangent. Oh, so. Oh, she's good today, isn't she? <laughs> oh, bring in your friend. To talk about Mark. friend. Who, who sat next to Kimmy? Come on. She said no. Oh, fair. Oh, boring. <laughs> She's got a face mask on and pampering. Because we just came back from the spa, actually, uh, before I start recording. You know me, I just love the spa. You do day. look very fresh. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wash my hair and stuff. It's Maybelline. Or whatever Maybelline is. But anyways, listen, this is really non-electrical. I'm just... Listen. Mark, please step in. Oh, yeah, you know what? Wait a minute. Uh, this is kind of electrical. So... Um, Talking about my college, I thought as an adult college, you know how when you finish school, you go back and visit your teachers and stuff. Would it be yeah. appropriate to go back to your adult college and be like, look what I am now? They all I'd know me anyway. I walk in there like, ha, 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 ha. I get you. Yeah, free I'd stuff. love to go back and visit them. And I was driving past the college today and I thought, I know some of the teachers would love to see me because they absolutely loved me at college. Um, and I'd love to go see them too, but I didn't know if that's appropriate. As an adult, just be like well, yeah, around COVID, be careful. But yeah, definitely. Oh, it's nice yeah, to see how I things change because that's yeah. Because I... I remember they thought I'm not going to be able to, to pass, and obviously a woman. The other guy, he was so sexist. Everything I did, he was just like, I can't believe a woman's doing this, and he was terrible. And I just want to go back in there and be like, Was his name? See Sam? me now, Kimmy the Sparks on YouTube on Monday Club. That's right. Come on. Um, did we have another topic to discuss, Mark? Do you? Have oh yes, we on? did, Mark. I was going to look at how technology has helped us in the day-to-day -day running of our work lives. Yes. So what we're, what we're finding that helps benefit, you know, just getting through an everyday work. Well, I work find what makes my day better? Um, Your phone. Rum. No, I'm not drinking rum this week. I've drunk a coffee and that's me. Um, so years ago, well, not years ago, probably three years ago, um well forever you've not been allowed to wear on a commercial site you're not allowed to wear earphones and i'm a podcast addict so and i like to work by myself and just get on with my day with my earphones in so it's always been an issue getting told take your earphone out mate it's like why i don't need anyway that by the by the latest innovation obviously is earpods and it's just the Mate, they're awesome it's just the best awesome. thing in the world because they don't i've even got one they're so tiny um and it's like one of them like spy ones last spy like, <laughs> it is it's the same color as your ear hole so it just you, you mean just like a hearing aid then yeah 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 like you could, it looks like a, like a little worm coming out your ear barely 
Just get a little no twisty cable, you'd be a bouncer then. No one ever, no, no one ever picks up on it, and I get to wear earphone all day, listen to my podcast. All right, it only lasts about. Hope your employers don't watch that, and you know, give you a little warning. No, on this side, it's all right. On this side, it's not bad at all. I can wear my earphones all day and not get moaned at. Um, I can also wear my earphones all day and not get moaned at. It's really good. <laughs> anyway, so what is your innovation that you find useful for your day? Can I go next? Go on, Kimmy. <sighs> okay, so I saw the coolest thing ever on Instagram. It was um, on some guy, um, his um, Instagram's like, Altam Electrics, um, I think, and he posted a little video of a story where he's saying that, um, you know, he's had things where the clients kept losing the certificates and they were emailing him like a year later, or whatever. So, what he's done is he's created, you know, the QR codes that you get that look like little black and white squares, and you scan it with your phone and it takes you to a website. So, he's basically done that for the certificates. He so, he's create that. Not that he created that, but this is where I've seen it. And I'm just telling the story, Sam. Can you please just, please? Yeah, shut up. So anyways, um, so the little QR codes, he sticks them with this little label printer on the diffuse box. He prints them and sticks them on. And then, yeah, the, the whoever wants to look at it just scans it and it pops up on their phone straight to the little certificate. And I think Very cool. that is innovation. I That's think cool. that is really cool. That is like what I'd expect. If I'm paying a top price for um, EICR, I would love for the electrician to sort of just put that sticker on there. If I need the cert, scan it. Here you go. I just think it's so cool. Love it. Um, a company, there's a couple of companies that do that. Um, what's the one that Neil uses, Mark? Service M8, and I use it as well. I was just going to say that the exact same thing. You get a QR code. You can assign it to any assets if you want to assign it to a a consumer unit and then you can have it pull up a picture of the consumer unit and the actual results from it or it can even be an ev charger something like that so you can assign the qr codes to absolutely anything and a customer or even another engineer can scan it and see exactly what work's been carried out in the past you know it's it's brilliant isn't it and you can use that technology to help with fault finding as well so if you're phoning up phoning up a customer for example you can ask them to send you a picture of the qr code Code and you can pull up all that information, even if you wasn't the last company or person to work on that equipment. It's really good. It's cool. It's, um, again, innovation, just making life simpler. Um, and, I love it. And, and streamlining the job, really. What is yours, Nico? iPad, by far. Oh. So for my, for my iPad to do my all my certificates, like Easy Cert, I know there's loads of other types, I use Easy Cert, just getting it done there and then i mean i used to do it in the past where i would do a job and it'd be shameful to admit it you, you know a month down the line the customer's going you've got my certificate yet yeah, and i've gone yep let me just get my folder out with the 16 that i need to go and actually do and print off and send out and you would just get backlogged and now with future technology with the ipad i can do it there with our customer and as i'm leaving it with the help of my tradeify app i can attach it all together and literally before i've left they've sent them an the invoice with everything attached that they need and it is the biggest life and time saver that i could have used for any any tool so far that's amazing Definitely. marco yours uh mine's the electrical om software don't know if any of you ever used that before but it does design and certification all in one package so if you're doing like a lot of commercial work and you need to know what protective devices to use based on your um, zs's and stuff it figures it all out itself even the size of the conductors 
And then equally, when you go out to site, it populates the certificates with all of the designed um, values that you should be measuring. So when you come to do your testing, you've got something to compare to. You know, it's just brilliant. You can do schematics as well. So having all of that, and it works on an iPad and on your laptop, like Nick, Nick and Kimmy have both said, having that innovation that helps you out on site, it's brilliant. It frees up so much more time, doesn't it? We can be more productive doing mm-hmm. stuff that makes money rather than doing admin that just drains your life away to despair, because I hate admin. That's a really yeah. interesting... Um, that's really interesting, because actually that... People will say that piece of software that generates your conductors, breakers, the whole lot um, is almost de-skilling the industry. We're back here again. But I don't believe that is because someone like Mark, not Nick, um, would have the knowledge, the underpinning knowledge to be able to know that they are the right things, be able to drop a little check-in on every now and again, make sure that it's generating the right one. Um, And it just saves you so much time when designing a, designing an install. Why, why? Why wouldn't I know that? Oh, you wouldn't know how to do the calculations properly, would you? If I tested any circuit, that obviously this is domestic. I'm not is getting triggered. Testing? I am saying this isn't testing triggered, boy. This is what what I'm saying is when you're working out like cable cables and voltage drops and all stuff like that. Um, someone like Mark would know how to do it, and you wouldn't. <clears throat> Sam, I you don't just have to give an opinion, especially if you don't have an opinion to give. You're just making I would make a <laughs> logical guess and overcompensate. It's better to overcompensate yes. than undercompensate. Yes. But uh, Most, again, an educated no, I, I guess. Say, I say you couldn't do it, but you can do it. But what I'm saying is that whole thing allows you to free up time. It's just such. It's this is why I love the industry. Like and sounds like the innovation it. that comes into it is you. It's just time saving. Complex designs, nobody knows how to do without their head. It's just not. It's not a thing. You have electrical Sandwich. designers who are, yeah. yeah. You have electrical designers who are doing these massive installs that they've got to put together. They've been using software for years, but not all in one package where it can do everything. And even before that, it's referencing books and drawing by hand. It's still not stuff you know in your own mind. But whereas we're not writing out invoices now and using Excel spreadsheets and all of that stuff, it's all done with an app. Those same people are referencing books, drawing stuff out with rulers and pencils. They're using software to get it done quicker and ultimately having that confidence that the stuff they're putting into the the, the reports and the, the diagrams is right because the software is kind of giving it a check as well. So it's, it's good. Awesome. Well, I feel like... <laughs> Such a... Sam's oh. really enjoyed this podcast. I, I tell think you what, like, I tell, next week it will just do us three, and Sam can Sam can just edit it. How's that sound? What's this? So we'll just turn up next week and have. I like how he hears everything just that part. Mate, mm. honestly, I'm. Really Is your eye hurting? Oh, you should have said. No, it's not just that. Probably all that shit you talk just Listen. going back into your own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's had a rough one today, hasn't he? I've had, I've had a rough one today. Kimmy's been on it. Right. Monday Club, we're out. <laughs> He's swearing the end. <laughs>